Shas Illuminated presents the following shear by Rabbi Avram Shur. Mesechas Ksubis has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Shlomo Naiman, Lila Nishmas of Yaakov ben Matasio Zatzal, and Chayabas Pesach. Ksubis daf kuf dalid. The Gemara tells us that on the day that Rabbeinu HaKadosh passed away, the Rabbeinu were at Tainus, and they davened for him, and they said that anybody who says, Kol man Omar, noch nafshe de Rebbe yidoker becherev. Anybody who says that Rebbe was noch nafshe, which means that Rebbe was nifter, yidoker becherev. He shall be stabbed with a sword. And the Mepharshim are bothered by the question as to why they would say that. After all, nobody expected Rebbe to live forever. And why dafka al yidei acherev? So many of the Mepharshim, the Yaris Devash, in the first Chelech Durush Yud Beis, the Chesam Seifer, in one of his Espedim, and others, take a similar approach. We mentioned on Dafkov Gimel that Rebbe and the Nitzitz of Yaakov Avinu. By Yaakov Avinu, it says, Yaakov Avinu loy meis. And by Rebbe, we find that he used to come back to his house, like we learned on Dafkov Gimel, every Leil Shabbos. And the reason is because both Yaakov Avinu and Rabbeinu HaKadosh had the Indian of Kedusha. Yaakov was Lairo Karim Yomav. Rabbeinu HaKadosh was called Rabbeinu HaKadosh. Mishemes Rebbe Botla Kedusha. And as we see later on, on our daf, that Rebbe raised up his ten fingers at the end of his life, and he says that it was not Nen, I mean, Oilom Azeh, Afilu Ba'etzpektana. So that means that everything that was part of his experience in Olam Hazer was used for Kedusha. Nothing was used for Hanas Atzmoy. And we explained that usually when the Neshama leaves the Guf, it doesn't come back to the Guf because the Neshama does not want to come back to the Guf since the Guf functions as a Masach mavdil. It's a separating curtain between the Neshama and real Kedusha and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The lower part of the neshama cannot unite with the higher part, which is a pure chelik, a kami mal, kolzman, it's part of a guf that hasn't been fully nizdachich, it hasn't been fully purified. However, those tzaddikim that were matzliach and being mezachich, their guf entirely, with the meat of kedusha, their guf does not function as a hindrance and a masach mavdil between the neshama and a kodesh baruch and that's what it means, Yaakov Avinu loy meis. And Rabbeinu HaKadosh was free to re-enter his guf. So anybody who says, Nach nafshei, the Rebbe, meaning anybody who said that there was a Bechina of Misa by Rebbe, Yidaker Becherev. Not that they believed that Rebbe was going to live forever, but the Indian of Misa was not Shailat on Rebbe. Why should he be Yidaker Becherev? Because as we saw then, Rashi tells us, and Parshish told us, the Nevoa of Shnei Goyim Bevitnech, that was told to Rivka Imenu, Chazal Darshan Shnei Goyim, Altikr Shnei Goyim, El Shnei Geim, which refers to Antoninus Virebi, which means that Yaakov and Esav were Nizgalgal in Antoninus and Rebbe. By Yaakov and Esav, we find that the difference between the two is that Akol Kol Yaakov, Ayadayim Yudei Esav. Yaakov's Koyach is Bepeh, and Esav's Koyach is Biyadayim. Esav was told, Al Char Bechotichya. You will live based on your sword. And as was Mavura over there, Kishazek comes and Neufel. When Yaakov Avinu functions in the right way, when Yaakov Avinu's Kedusha is fully intact, then Esav has nothing with which to fight Yaakov Avinu. And it's actually the opposite. Esav serves as an Eved to Yaakov Avinu. Masha'enkein, if Yaakov doesn't retain his Madrega of Kedusha, then Esav is no longer powerless. Esav has a Koyach over Yaakov Avinu. And the Koyach that Esav has is called Al-Charbacha It's the Cherev of Esav. 
Esav's whole Enyan is Ritzicha with the Cherev. It says when he came that day, he was exhausted because he had just killed Nimrod. And there are many references to the fact that Esav's Midah is the Enyan of Ritzicha. That's why when Hashem wanted to give the Torah to all the nations, he went around asking each one, would you like to be a Kabbalah Torah? And each one of the nations rejected the Torah for a different reason. Esav's descendants rejected it because of Leisirtzach. And it makes sense that since Esav is a Tzad Shekeneged of Yaakov Avinu, and Yaakov Avinu Loimais, he's Mufka from the Inyan of Misa, so the Koyach that stands against Yaakov Avinu is Esav, who stands for Ritzicha, which means getting rid of human life. The opposite of Yaakov Avinu Loimais. So that could be the Hezber in what we say, that whoever says, Nach Nafshe the Rebbe Yidokar Becherev. Because the moment you say that Rebbe was not successful in restoring the proper Kedusha of Yaakov to the extent that there's no Misa, if you say Noch Nafshe the Rebbe, you means that he was shy to the end of Misa, that person, Yidokar Becherev, he deserves to be overtaken by the Midah of Esa, which is al because this person cannot recognize Rebbe's ability to rise above the limitations of the guf, the Masach Mavdil, which is the hallmark of Yaakov Avinu's Avoida, and therefore automatically Esav has a Shlita. Because, like we said, Kishizek comes in Neufel. As long as Yaakov is perfect in his Avoida, Esav doesn't have a Shlita with his Cherev. But if there is some sort of shortcoming in Yaakov Avinu's Avoida, then the Cherev can have a Shlita. So Manda Omar, Noch Nafshei, the Rebbe Yidokir Becherev. This is also the reason why Dafka by the Ptira of Rebbe, we find that the Amse the Rebbe said, El Yoinim Evakshinus Rebbe, Vatachtoinim Evakshinus Rebbe, Yerotzin Shiakoifu, Tachtoinim Esel Yoinim. Because once a person elevates himself to the level that his guf and his neshama are exactly the same, the guf does not function. It doesn't serve as a Masach mavdil between the Neshama and a Karish Baruch Hu, Then the Neshama doesn't feel uncomfortable in the Guf. That's why the Gemara uses the metaphor of Arayin HaKodesh. Because the Arayin is also a Dover Kodesh. And Rebbe's Guf, which is like the Arayin housing, his Neshama was a perfect place for his Neshama. Which is why the Tachtoinim were capable of trying to hold on to Rebbe. By other tzaddikim, in order for the neshama to unite with its creator, it has to leave the guf, and then there's no claim that the tachtonim have to retain that person's neshama. But by Rebbe, there was a real conflict between the alyonim and the tachtonim. The Amsei the Rebbe then saw, given the chazoi, kama zimni the ayelu beisakisei, v'cholatz tefillin, umonach luhu, she saw how many times he went to the Beisakisei because, as Rashi says, he was suffering from Cholomei Ayim. And like the Gemara already told us, on Kuf Gimel the Rav Tzadikim are nifter from Cholomei Ayim. And as a result, Rebbe had to remove his tefillin and then put them back on. So she said, What exactly does the Gemara mean? So the oimek of this Gemara can be understood based on a piece in the Argadal Yo for Yom Kippur. Over there, he's discussing the idea that on Yom Kippur, a person elevates himself to the Madrega of a Malach. And he brings the Gemara in Chagiga that says that there are six things that man has, three of which are like the Malachi Asharis, and three are which are like a Behemah. They're like the Malachi Asharis because they have Das. Number two, they walk B'Kaymiz Kufa with an upright pasture, unlike Behemoths that walk on all fours. And they talk Lashen HaKodesh like Malachi Asharis. The three things that they're doing to a behemoth is Oichla V'Shoisin Kebehemah. They eat and drink like a behemoth. Parin V'Ravin Kebehemah. They reproduce like behemoths. Umoitziim Rei Kebehemah. They get rid of waste like a behemoth. And he says the avoid of a person is 
to elevate the three things through which he's doyme to behema and to do them bekedusha until he's like a malach. And Yom Kippur, he says, Asheyesh shevisa mishnei advarim, Asherbehem nidma lebehema. A person is not oichel v'shoyse in Yom Kippur and he's not mishamish mitase in Yom Kippur. So there's a shevisa from two of the three things with which a person is doyme to behema. The majority of the person is not like a malach, but it's alaba isayim lebechines malach. And he continues and he says, Bekol Shana mutalala adam. The entire year, a person has the responsibility. Shaafshu oisik beelu advar magashmiim. Even though he's being oisik in those mundane and physical things, shabehem nidmila behema through which he's daimet to behema. Shayase elu advar bekedusha that he should do these activities bekedusha. A person who eats bekedusha elevates himself to the level of a malach. Just like the Eichli Amman who ate Lechem Shemalachi Asharis Eichlin. And he says, Rav explains the reason why Tzadikim die. During his lifetime, He makes sure to do all of his Gashmistic activities. He elevates himself so much. He's shayach to eternal life like a malach. The only thing that makes a person a bar misa is the guf and the chaluk of his mitzias, which is not connected to kedusha. The one thing that misa has a tfisa in, in other words, just like on Yom Kippur, we see that it's possible for the person to turn himself into a malach, legabe two out of the three things with which he's doimit to a behema. But the third thing, which is metilin reik behema, is something that even on Yom Kippur we see the person doesn't have the ability to fully transform himself into a malach. So for tzaddikim, the rest of the year as well, although they do everything, ke malach, even though they're oichl v'shoisim, and they elevate that to a level of kedusha, and they're parim v'ravim as well, in an oifin of kedusha, the one area that it seems that is impossible to escape the limitations of the, the human being, the one area where it's impossible to escape the behema aspect of the person, in the moitzian rei ke behema. Because a malach has no psoilus. That's why the mon, which was the lechem, shemalachi ashoris oichl, it was completely a heavenly food. It had no psoilus. The fact that there is psoilus means that the person on some level is still shyach to the physical world. Because in Ruchnias, there cannot be psoilus. The Gemara says in Sanhedrin, A certain mechashef, he was bucky in witchcraft in Kishuf, said to Amemar, from half of your body and upward belongs to Hormiz. As the Marsha explains, the Amgusha believes that the one that created Ruchni did not create Gashmi. And therefore he says, from the halfway through your body and upward, the Ruchni's aspect of the person are found in the upper half of the person. And that, he says, is the chelik HaKadosh Baruch Hu. the lower half, shesham kelim agashmiim, chelik koyach acherheim. And as the Rishonim explained, hormiz and ahormiz are references to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the shade, respectively. So Amema responded by saying, in Cain, if that's the case, heichi shavakle ahormiz lohormiz lavure maya ba'are. How would HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who created the upper half of the body, allow the shade who created the lower half of the body to pass water through his territory. Which means that the greatest expression 
of the Gashmias aspect of the person is separating of the waste of the psoilus from the food. So Amse the Rebbe saw that Rebbe had a difficult time with his chelam me'ayim. So much so that it was hindering his ability to be me'niach tefillin. The place where it's most apparent that the guf of the Yisrael is kadosh is when he wears tefillin. V'ro kalamiya aritz kishem Hashem nikra lecha that refers to the tefillin shabaroish. The person puts the shame of Hashem, Shin Dalit Yud, on his body. He's doimet to Hashem himself. The Gemara Bracha says that HaKadosh Baruch himself is Meniach Tefillin. When Hashem wanted to show Moshe Rabbeinu the Tzura, El Yoyna, he showed him the Kesher Shel Tefillin. And this is why the Tefillin has to have a Gufnaki. Because since Psoilus is an expression of the aspect of person that cannot be divorced from the Kibahema, and Tefillin is the exact opposite. It's the expression of a person being most doimet to his creator. The two can't go hand in hand. And that's why at the time that there was a conflict between El Yoinim and the Tachtoinim, El Yoinim Evakshinus Rebbe, the Tachtoinim Evakshinus Rebbe, the conflict actually expressed itself in Rebbe Machmas Choylame Ayim having to constantly go, Ayel, Besakise, Vicholat, Tfilin, Umanachluhu. He had to constantly take off his Tfilin and put them back on. This was an expression of that conflict between El Yoinim and Tachtoinim. So all of this is because Rebbe was Nishmas Yaakov Avinu who was Yaakov Avinu Loimais. And as the Medrash tells us, when the Malachim in Yaakov's dream were Olam V'yardim, they were going up to Shemayim and down to the Aretz, and they couldn't believe that the Tzura of Yaakov, who was the Tzura of the Adam, that's Chokuk Mitachas Kisiyah Kovit, this Tzura of the perfect man, was the same exact Tzura as what they saw in front of their eyes when they came down to the Aretz. Because there was no Chilik by Yaakov Avinu between the Shorish of his Neshama, which is the highest part, of man's makeup, and the part of his neshama that was inside the guf, because the guf did not function as a masach amavdil. This perspective could give us a deeper understanding in the Hemshech of our Gemara, which we already mentioned, where Rebbe says, Bishasti Rosai, he picks up his ten fingers, Klape Mala, and he said, Ribonish Lolam, Golev Yadul Fanecha Shiagati, Be'eseretz Bo'isai Betoira, Vloinanesi Afilu Be'esfaktana. As Toysavis says, the Amrina Medrish, it says in the Medrish, at Sha'adam Ispalal, Shi'ikan is Toyr Lasayr Gufay, Yispal Shayikan Sumadanam Lasayr Gufay. Before a person davens that Divrei Toyr should go into his guf, he should be Mispalal, that Madanim, that delicacy should not go into his guf, Umaisiha of the Rebbe. And the Medrish brings down this story of Rebbe. And of course, the Hezber in this is, because to be Zoycha in Torah, a person has to leave the Ritzainus of the guf entirely, because Torah is Kulay Ruchni. We know the person has to leave the guf. Rebbe was zoicha to his madrega in Torah because of his kedusha, and it was his kedusha that actually elevated the guf itself, as we explained. The fact that he referred to his ten etz boys as not having been nene from Olam hazeh could be understood in light of the Gemara in Soita and the Flamid Vavmed Beis which describes Yosef HaTzadik, who, while he was in a matzav of Nisoyen, was able to be Oymid ben Nisoyen. And it says over there that he was not Yodav Bekarka. He stuck his hands into the Karka. And the Gemara explains that HaYeroi Yosef Lotzis Mimenu Yud Beishvatim. Yosef HaTzadik really should have had Yud Beishvatim coming out of him. Kederch Shiyotzu Yaakov Aviv. Shenemer Ela told us Yaakov Yosef. Yosef was really on the same level of Kedusha as Yaakov Avinu and therefore was worthy of being Mamed Yud Beishvatim. But because the ten Sipane Yadav, those ten boys, had a certain Pegam, they therefore did not come out of him. Only two Shvatim came out of Yosef, Ephraim and Menashe. So Rabbeinu HaKadosh was 
pointing out that even the etzboys of his yodayim had no pegam in them, which is why he was completely on the darga of Yaakov Avinu. The Mishnah tells us, An almana that chooses to go back to her father's house, she has the right to collect her ksuba from the nechasm of the yarshim forever. However, if she chooses to stay in her deceased husband's house, then then she only has 25 years to collect her ksuba. And the reason is because This is the shita of Rabbi Meir B'Shem Rabbi Shimon Leo. The Hezber is that it's natural for a woman to do toivis for her neighbors while she's living there. And therefore, for 25 years, she's been giving away from the property of the Yarshim. Reb Meir, Mishim Rishim holds that this has accumulated to the point where she has totally given away the amount of money that she deserves from the Ksuba. So after 25 years, she no longer deserves the Ksuba. However, this is only while she's in her husband's house. But if she's living in her father's house, she doesn't have access to the Nechassim on an ongoing basis. And therefore, her Ksuba is totally intact. She has the right to collect forever the whole Ksuba. That is the first sheet there. Come along the Chachamim, and they argue. They say it's the exact opposite. If she's living in her deceased husband's house, then she has the right to collect the Ksuba forever. But if she's living in her father's house, then she only has 25 years. As Rashi explains... Everybody knew that there was a shear that was said in relation to collecting a woman's ksuba of 25 years. The shaila is, where was this shear said? According to the Chachamim, the shear was said dafka when she's not bebez baila. And the reason for that is that the shear of 25 years, according to the Chachamim, is a shear, which is the amount of time that a woman has already been moichel her ksuba. If by 25 years she hasn't been teveh her ksuba, that's a simen, it's a raya that she was moichel the ksuba. However, that's only true if she's not bebez baila. If she's living in the house of the Yisoyimim, then we can prove nothing from her shtika, from the fact that she wasn't Teveya, her ksuba. Because, as Rashi explains, since they're mechabed her, she's embarrassed to be moicha, to speak up and say, not moicha the ksuba. But in her father's house, the fact that she didn't say anything is a raya. Because over there, she has nothing to be embarrassed about. Now, in understanding the first shita, Reb Meir B'Shem Rishim Gamliel, that 25 years is the amount of time that it takes for her to give away, through little gifts, the full amount of her ksuba. The Shita Mikubetzes brings two days in how to understand this Shita. One understanding is that it's Aser Me'ikra Din to give away these small gifts to the Shechenim. And since it's Aser for Me'ikra Din to do it, when she does it, and we believe that she's been doing that for the past 25 years, so Me'ikra Din, she doesn't deserve the ksuba anymore because she's already taken that amount of money. Why do the Chachamim argue on this? They hold that the Yisraelim are obviously not Makhbid. It is natural for the woman in the house to be giving away things to neighbors like melach or lechem. However, the Shita brings another opinion, the opinion of the Talmud Rabbeinu Yoyinah, who say that there's no Isser whatsoever for an Isha to give these gifts to Aniyam or to Shechenim. Because even according to Meir, B'Shem Shem Leel, the Yisayim are not Makbid. However, the reason why she doesn't get her Ksuba after 25 years is because since she wasn't Teveya her Ksuba, we are Toila that she, based on the fact that she gave so much to the Aniyam over the course of 25 years, was Moichel the Ksuba, which means that according to this opinion, both Reb Meir and the Chachamim hold that the shear of 25 years is a shear after which we say she was Moichel the Ksuba. It's just that according to Reb Meir, the reason why after 25 years she's Moichel the Ksuba is because she feels that since she gave away all this money over the course of the 25 years, that's why she's Moichel the Ksuba. She doesn't plan on being Tevei the Ksuba since she used it up. 
Not that she wasn't allowed to, but that's the way she feels about it. And that's why she'll be moichel. According to the Chachamim, the 25 years is just a raya that she must have been moichel Ksuba. And that's why in a place where we believe that it's uncomfortable for her to be moichel, there's no raya. Now there is somewhat of mashmos, like the Talmud Rabbeinu Yaina in the Gemara. Because the Gemara asks the following Shiloh. The Gemara says, According to Reb Meir, that the shear of 25 years is based on the fact that over that amount of time, she's given away the amount of her ksuba. Do we also make a cheshben proportionately how much money she's used up already? Let's say it's not 25 years. Let's say it's 12 and a half years. Do we say that she's already given away half of her ksuba and he only, she only has the right to collect half the ksuba? Or do we only say that after the full 25 years passes, then she loses the whole ksuba? And the Gemara remains with a teku. And the question is obvious. Bishlam, according to the Talmud Rabbeinu Yoyna, giving away little gifts to Aniyim and to Shechinim over the course of 25 years is not something that's usher. And it's not goyrim for her me'ikradin to lose the ksuba. It's just that we believe that after that amount of time, having given away so much, her nature is to be moichel the ksuba. Then we can understand the Gemara's Shiloh. The Gemara wants to know, psychologically, is a woman only moichel the ksuba after she's given away all of the money equal to the amount of the ksuba, even though Me'ikra didn't, she was allowed to do that, but at this point she already feels that she should be moichel. Masha'en Kane, if she's in 50% through the 25 years, so she's only given away half of her ksuba, Lavdafka, she's going to be moichel anything. However, if you understand that Me'ikra Din, she loses her ksuba because she's not allowed to give this money away. Then what makam is there for the Gemara Shiloh? Of course we should be mishalish. Of course we should say that she loses whatever she's given away. Why is it that only after 25 years we should say that she loses her whole ksuba? What about the 50% that she wasn't allowed to give away and she did anyway? Why shouldn't she lose that? So the Shita answers that the Gemara is sad to say that we're not Mishalish, that you don't have to pay percentage if the entire 25 years did not pass, is because Mistama, that which she gives to neighbors and Taniyim, it's not something that lends itself to being paid back. And he explains why. He says, because the Nikah the Yisraelim are perfectly fine with her giving away small amounts of salt or bread. However, when it's the entire amount, in 25 years it adds up, then it's nitin letashlumen, because the Rechavim said so. So now it sounds like he's saying that it's not really me'ikra din that she loses the ksuba, because the entire 25 years, as time was going on, they were constantly moichel. You need a takonas Rechavim to say that now it's nitin letashlumen. And therefore the Gemara's question is, what was included in the takonas Rechavim? Did they include a percentage as well? Now, according to the Chachamim, we see that the reason why after 25 years, if she's Bevei Savia, that she no longer collects the Ksuba is because we believe after 25 years, she was Moichel. Only when she's Bevei Baila, then she's uncomfortable to be Moichel. She has the right to collect her Ksuba forever. Now, there are three Shittas in the Achroinim how to understand the Mechila that we're referring to. The Marshal in his beer and the Smag, and is brought down by the Ktsois in Simon Yud Bey Sifkot and Aleph, proves from here that Mechila Belev is considered a Mechila. Because after all, he says, there was no Mechila. We didn't hear her be Moichel. She said nothing. We just proved from the circumstances that she is Moichel. That means that internally she's Moichel. Must be that Mechila Belev is a Mechila. However, the Ktsois asks over there in Simeon Yud Beis of Kotten Aleph, that we never find that machshava helps for any Kenyan. And even the types of things that don't need a Kenyan, like Hefker, Hektish, Neder, you may not need a Kenyan, it helps with Deber, but you need Deber. Machshava doesn't help, it's Dvarim Shebelev. 
Therefore, says the Ktsais, Mechila does not help believe. And he brings down a Marit who holds that way as well. Why does it work over here? He says, because the whole reason why Mechila doesn't work believe is because Dvarim Shibalev, Enam Dvarim. There's a Yisai though, he says, that any time a person's Machshava is Nikeres to the whole world, then there is no chsarn of dvarm shebelev enam dvarim. Because dvarm shebelev enam dvarim means that something that goes on in your head, and nobody else knows about it, cannot have any effect. But if it's something that through the circumstances we can all tell what you're thinking, then dvarm shebelev havi dvarim. So over here, being quiet for 25 years is an umdina from which everybody could tell that she was moichel, the mechila works. So therefore it comes out that mechila belev is not a good mechila normally. Over here, the reason why it works is because of the umdina. Everybody could tell what it is that she's thinking. In the Sefer Rashi Sha'arim, in Adarim Simit Dalad, he explains the reason why the Marshal holds that it helps believe, even though usually we say Dvarim Shebelev Ein Dvarim, is because he understands that Mechila is not the same type of Chalois as other things. A Kenyan that you try to be Poyo believe doesn't work. But Mechila is not really a Chalois, it's just pattering the Loive from his Choyf. Of course, that means that he does not understand that the way Mechila works is like the Shittas Arash Ben Gittin that it's as if you took the money from him and then gave it right back. Rather, it's a vitor on the chayv. A vitor on the chayv doesn't require the same level of hakna that other things need, because you're not really changing the ownership of something. So those are the two shittas so far. There's the marshal and the ktsois. According to the marshal, mechila belev works, and therefore what happened over here is that we believe that during the 25 years, she must have thought about this and had the machshava of a mechila, and that works to cancel the chayv. Masha'in Kain, the ktsois understands that it's not just something that happened inside her mind. The fact that everybody could tell that this is what she's thinking, that takes away the chsar and dvarim and that's why the mechila works. However, the Yeshua's Yaakov, in Evan Ezer, Simen Kuf Aleph, Sivkat and Beis, understands that the reason why, after 25 years, she can no longer be Gaiver Ksuba, is because we believe that there's a raya that she was mechelas bepoil. In other words, that she articulated the mechila. Mechila belave doesn't help. Not only does it not help when a person stam thinks about mechila, it doesn't even help when everybody knows that that's what the person's thinking. The reason why over here she doesn't collect the ksuba is because there's a raya that she must have been moicheles beferish. So there'd be a big nafkamina if the Yisraelim themselves say that they never heard a mechila from her, then there's Haidas Baldin that she was not mechelas beferish. So according to the Yeshua's Yaakov, they would still have to pay. Masha'en Kain, according to the Ktsois and the Marshal, they would not have to pay since the mechila does not require being mechelas beferish. Now within the sheet of the Rabbana, the dafka bebeis baila, she's not limited to 25 years. And bebeis avia, she is. Because at that point, bebeis avia, there's a mechila. There's a machlaikis rishonim. According to the Rebbein Hananel and the Rebbein Yushaya that are brought down by the Shittim Mekubetzas, this holds true only if she's not being supported while she's bebeis avia. But if she's being supported, then it has the same din as if she were bebeis baila. Because since she's being supported, she has the same busha to be teveh the ksuba. And therefore, the shtika over those 25 years is not a hechacha that she was mechelas. She would never be teveh the ksuba or be moicha. Not only that, they say that it's possible that even if they would want to give her the ksuba, she wouldn't want to take it because the moment she takes it, she loses mezainus from that point on. However, the Tabin Rebbein Yaina, also brought down by the Shita, argue, and they say that even if she's being supported during those 25 years, we believe that she was mechelis. And that's because they understand that the embarrassment that we're referring to when she's Bebez Baila is dafka because she's living there. It's not because of the mezainus themselves. 
A woman who's getting supported but is not living there, like the issue is Bebeis Aviha, does not have the same level of busha and would have no problem being Teveh the Ksuba. And the Rabbeinu Hanan and the Rabbeinu Yeshaya bring a raya to their shita from the Gemara later on in Beis. The Gemara there tells us, The mother-in-law of the tall Rebchia, Intes Achuahavoy. She was married to Rebchia Aricha's brother. After Rebchia's brother passed away, she went back to her father's house. Vizana, Rebchia, who was the only Yorish of his brother, he supported her for Esr V'chamei Shonin Nasha. While she was in her father's house, he supported her for 25 years. L'soif, at the end of 25 years, Amrleh, Havli Mezoyne. She said, give me Mezoynes. Amrleh, Leislach Mezoyne. You don't have Mezoynes. I'm not mechuyiv to give you any more Mezoynes. She said, Havli Ksuba. So give me my Ksuba. Amrleh, Loi Mezoyne Islach, Loi Ksuba Islach. You don't have any schus to be Teveya, not the Ksuba, not Mezoynes. Because Rebchia's shita is that just like after she's Shosekes, she's quiet for all those years, she doesn't get the Ksuba, she also doesn't have right to Mezoynes. So Tavasi she was him in front of Rabbi Shila. Amar Tell me exactly how the story happened. Amar said, "Zenisa Esther I supported her for twenty-five years in her father's house. I swear by your life, the that I brought her her mezaynus on my shoulders. In other words, I did it all these years, but they're covered. I brought it over to her. Amar so Rabbi Barshil told Avchia, time of my Amra Bonan, calls Manchi Bebeis Baila, Goivik What's the whole reason why the Rabbanan say that when she's in her husband's house, she's not in her father's house, she has the right to collect Ksuba forever, and she doesn't forfeit it after 25 years? Because Damrinan, we say, Mishum Kisufa Hu Tava. It's because of her embarrassment that she is not being Tevei the Ksuba. She feels beholden to the Yarshim. Hachanami Mishum Kisufa Hu Tava. Over here also, it's because of the embarrassment that she has that she wasn't Tevei the Ksuba. So you see clearly that it's not dependent on living in the house of the assignment. Rather, it's enough that she's being supported. How did Talmud Rabbeinu Yaina answer the Raya from that Gemara? Says the Rosh over here in Simon Zion that over there there was something special. Since Bekatve Mamtila, he went out of his way to be Mechabed her by bringing the food to her on his shoulders. She felt beholden to him and had the embarrassment it wouldn't be Tevei the Ksuba. Masha'enkin, in a regular case, if Mizoinus were stam being given to the Almana, without any special tircha, then she cannot collect the ksuba after the 25 years. As far as the taina that the Rebbein Hananel said, that she never would want to take her ksuba, because then she would lose the mezoinus, and that in itself is a reason why she wouldn't be teveh the ksuba, so there's no riot that she was moichelet, says the rush, she doesn't have to collect her ksuba. All she really would have had to do was to be moicha. She should be mazkir the ksuba. Say... I am not Moichel, this Ksuba. And then she would still be entitled to Mezoinus because she's not collecting her Ksuba yet. So that's Machleikis, the Rebbein Hananel, Rebbein Yushaya versus Talmud Rebbein Yoyna and the Rosh. Where does Rashi stand in this Machleikis? That is Machleikis. The Taisis Yomtev says that Rashi's opinion is that even if she's being supported, Kozman, she's not living in the house of the Yisoyimim, she's Moicheles after 25 years. Because the Lashon of Rashi and the Mishnah, the beginning of the Mishnah, Kozman, Shehi, Bebeis Aviyah, Goiva, Ksubasa, Lo'olam, Rashi says, Kozman, Shehi, Bebeis Aviyah, Vahayarshim, Zanu Hashem. So you see that we're talking about a case that even though she's Bebeis Aviyah, but they do continue to support her there. However, the Taisus Rid says that there's a different Rashi who says, Beferish, and Dafnun Dalar Medalf, the Ramasko, Kozman, that if they do not support her, then she gets the right to collect her ksuba up to 25 years, which is mashman that if they do support her, then she's not mechelis. What does Rashi mean in our Mishnah? Rashi's going over here, it says it's written in the sheet of Reb Meir, 
Since Reb Meir's time is not because of mechila, rather because she does favors and gives away food to neighbors and aniyim. So if she's in her father's house, even if they're supporting her, she doesn't do these toivas. So it's true. According to Reb Meir, it would make no difference if she's getting supported or not. But according to Chachamim, that the whole reason is because of mechila and the svara of being bebeis baila is that over there she's embarrassed. So the same embarrassment would be true even if she was in her father's house if she was getting mezoinus. On the shita of the Chachamim, that say that Kozman she beveis baila, she collects her ksuba forever, because then she's embarrassed to be moiche. And Kozman she's beveis avia, then she collects her ksuba only until 25 years. The Gemara asks, Amr lei abayla ab Yosef. He says, I don't understand. Asoy koidim shkiyazachama govik subasa. You mean to tell me that if she were to come before shkiyazachama at the end of 25 years, then she collects her ksuba. La'acha shkiyazachama loy gavik subasa. In that small amount of time, she was all of a sudden moichel? He answered, yes. All measurements of the Chachamim are like that. You can be toivel in 40 saw. Which is 164th of a lug. You can't be toivel. It's chaser. And this Gemara is very difficult to understand. Because we all know that when Chazal gives shiurim, like the shir of a mikveh, it's really Allah l'mashim Sinai. And over there you could say that Chazal had a Kabbalah, that this shir exactly is what's matira a person, and anything less than that does not have the kashras of a mikveh. But the shir of 25 years is seemingly a shir that has to do with the person's das. We want to know when she was moichel, because the whole idea of 25 years is that we believe that at that point is when she's moichel. So how in the world could we be medama this to mikveh? So Rebbechanan addresses this question in the second chalik of Kavishurim, in the section that's called Kuntras Divrei Seifrim, in Simon Vav, he asks this question, he says, So this is one of the things that's Allah L'Mosh Mishinai. The shir is going to be exact. The Torah told us, we have a Kabbalah in the Mosh Mishinai, that it's a shir of our Boim Sa, which is a Metaira person. Our shir has to do with what the Omdin Das of people is. Shapir Kashle Labaye by Hipurta Achilte. Answers Rabbi Chana. He first brings down the Bartanura in the beginning of Mesechas Avis. Over there it says, Moshe Kibbal Terem Sinai. And the Rav over there is bothered. Why does it use that Lushen in the beginning of Mesechas Avis out of all places? What was special about Avis that we have that introduction? Moshe Kibbal Terem Sinai. He says, Oymer Ani, Lufisha Mesechas Zu, Einam Yusedes, Alpi Mitzvah Mi Mitzvah Satoira, Kishar Mesechta Shabbat Mishnah. You learn Mesechah's Erechen. It's all based on a parsha in the Torah, in Bechukaisa, called Erechen. You learn Mesechah's Nazir. There's a parsha in Nazir. There's a parsha called Nazir. It's one of the mitzvahs in the Torah, which Chazal had to explain. But Mesechah's Avis, on the other hand, is Kula, Musarim, Umidis. It's Musar and Midis. You have many books written by Chachmi Umasailam that are designed to help a person in self development. In Ketzi Yisnaiga Adim Chaveiroi, interpersonal development. Lefikach, he says, Hischel Atanab Masecha Zu, the Tana began this Masechta, Ovis, with Moshe Kibbal Terem Sinai. Loimelachar to tell you, Shahamidois Fahamusarin, Shabazua Maseches, because the Midis and Musar that's written, Masechas Ovis, like Badu Oisam Chachmi Amishna. The Chachmah didn't make them up themselves. Even Divrei Musar and Midas were things that were Mechabal Misinai. 
So says Rabbi Chanan, V'nire, dehu adin kol ha'umdenis shebe gemara lo'ibadu oisem chach miyagemara milibam. He says an incredible chiddush. All of the umdenis that are written in the shas, the chach miyagemara did not make them up. Ela af elu nemra besinai. Ukemoyshe nemra besinai. Just like it was said, besinai de treifa, enecha yosem reyubes chodesh. Chazal or mekabel misinai that a treifa does not live more than 12 months. Dehu chak ha'teva, which is a chak ha'teva, it's a rule of nature. You can't ask the question over there of How could it be that the that right before of the end of the twelve month period the animal could still live and then right away when of the twelfth month comes then he cannot live just like our Gemara asks the twenty five years he says why is that not a kasha? That we can understand that the laws of nature, there's an exact law. And Hashem designed the Bria in such a way that it's impossible for the animal to live beyond 12 months. And he even brings Rashi in Parshish Breshis in the Pasuk Vayichal Likim Bayim Ashvi. We need to be moist because we cannot be mitzamtzim things up to a split second. That's why it says because it looks like it happened exactly on the Yem HaShvi, even though it was really right before the Yem HaShvi. So what he means to say is that Hashem could be very exact with timing. So that's something we can understand, that a law of nature like Trefa is a rule that it's impossible for the animal to live beyond 12 months. So therefore, says Rabbi the same thing really holds true, Legabe, the 25 years of the Isha, the Tviyas He says it's also a law of nature. What type of law of nature? He says, Trefa is a physical law of nature. This is a psychological law of nature. The way that Hashem was Matbiya in the Bria. The psychology of human beings is that ad shanim adam al For twenty five years, it's possible for a person to be quiet. So Rabbi Chanan is saying an incredible chiddush because generally speaking, it's understood that a din such as the one in our Gemara goes under the category of shiru chachamim. The chachamim were mishayer that that is the psychology of most people. But then he says we would not understand the dimyan. To mikvah. Therefore, he says that it was not a shear ruchachamim. It's a halacha l'mosh misinai, just like the shear of mikvah. It's just that the shear of mikvah is a mechanism that the Torah gave us to be matire somebody. And the Torah gave a shear to it. Other shearim, such as trefa or our din, are laws of nature that are built into the Bria, and we have a Kabbalah, l'mosh misinai, that this is true. It could very well be that that's what Abaya did not understand. Abaya disagreed with this, and he asked the Kasha. But that's how he's understanding Rabbi Yosef's response. Now, it would seem that the approach that Rabbi Hanan is taking would not work according to the Yeshua's Yaakov that we mentioned earlier. Remember, we gave three shittas in understanding the Mechila of our Mishnah. According to the Marshal, Mechila Belev is a Mechila. Then we can very simply understand the way Rabbi Hanan is saying that there's a rule. A person is automatically Moichel Belev after a certain amount of time. According to the Ketzois as well, because the only difference between the Ketzois and the Marshal is that according to the Marshal, Mechila Belev by itself is a Mechila and doesn't suffer from the problem 
problem of Dvarim Shabalev and Dvarim. And according to the Ktsois, Mechila Balev, generally speaking, is not a Mechila. It's just that when everybody knows what the person is thinking, then it works. But according to the Shuas Yankov, you have to articulate the Mechila. It's not enough that people know that that's what you're thinking. So therefore, he learns that Ad Esr Mechamesh Shana is a raya that she must have been Mechelas Beferish. We now know that she must have spoken out her Mechila explicitly. Now to say that there's a psychological reality that a person feels a certain way, and by the end of 25 years, we know that they for sure were Meichel, is easier to understand if Mechilo Belev works. But if we say that we need a raya, that she was Mechelis Beferish, then you still have a bias Kasha. Before the 25 years are up, we have no raya. And then a few minutes later, we have a raya. And what happens if the Isha was with us during that amount of time? And we didn't see her being moichel. And Bechlal, it's a much greater Chiddush to say that the psychological reality is not just something that she'll feel, it's something that compels her to actually say something to Feirish. So according to the Yishuas Yaakov, it's much more mistaver to say the other side, that this is a Shiru Chachamim. The Chachamim were Mishayir that the, this amount of time serves as a sufficient Raya that she must have been Meichelis. So you'll ask, and we're back with Abayah's question, how could we have a Raya minutes after Shkir Sachama when right before Shkir Sachama there was no Raya? The answer to that seems to be, like it's Mashma in the Ritva, that the Rabbanan had to make a Loi Plug because they have to make a set Shir. And even if some of the time it takes longer for a woman to be Meichelis, some of the time it takes shorter... But they were mishired that right at a time, it's around this amount of time, and therefore they made a special cutoff point. Now, Lefizeh, we're back wondering, what's the dimyan to mikvah? Mikvah seems to be a set shear, almost a magical shear, that the Torah set forth, because the Allah wants Messina, that that's the shear. The terrors to this could be, based on what the Ritva says in Rosh Hashanah, Dafyud Gimel Amid Aleph, and over here in our sugya, Nechadusher Bazriel, that even by mikvah, there is some level of a shiru chachamim. The chachamim were the ones who decided that we have to give a set shear of 40 sa. How can we say that? We know it's chatzitz mechitz and halachal sinai. The answer is because it's possible that the halachal sinai was only said that you need to have the amount of water that kol gufa is oil The Chachamim came along and they were Mishayir. What is the amount of water that kol gufay of the average person or most people is oil They said it's arboim sa. But it's not like they were mekabel as a direct halachal sinai, the number of arboim sa. So we, if we say that, then the dimyan of the Gemara makes a lot of sense. Both are cases of shiru chachamim. The case of mikvah and the case of 25 years. And therefore, Yosef is saying that just like by mikvah, although all we know from the Mosh Messina is that it has to be mayim shekol gufei oil the chachamim came along and said that the fair shear is arboim sa, even though sometimes you're going to need a little more, sometimes you need less, but they had to make a cutoff point. And they knew that it has to be a set shear. So that was the chachamim's hashara. And the same thing would hold true in our case. We know that there's a certain amount of time that it takes a lady to be mechelis. Chachamu were mishayir that this is the number that makes the most sense. And therefore they made it takana. They gave a cutoff point and said from this time on, she forfeits the ksuba. And that would now hold true whether she actually was mechelis or not. The Gemara brings down a machloikis. The din that when she's bevesavia, lefidah chachamim, she only has 25 years to be goyfe. Does that hold true even when she's holding on to a shtar ksuba? The din that she forfeits her ksuba after 25 years is only true if she doesn't have a shtar ksuba. She's not holding on to a shtar. Either the shtar was lost or it's a place where they don't write a ksuba, but she's being teveh just based on the fact that her husband died. 
If she does have a shtar ksuba, then she does have the right to collect her ksuba forever and she does not have the cutoff point of 25 years. Rabbi Lazar argues and he says, What exactly is the Hezber and the Chilik? That when she's holding on to a shtar ksuba, she's not limited to the 25 years. So we find two Hezberim in the Rishonim. Rashi and the Tezus Rit both say that if she's holding on to a ksuba, then that's a raya that she was not Mechelis. Because he says, She'ilu machlisa, if she actually was Mechelis, she would have given over the Shtar Ksuba to the Yarshim. So even though, usually, we say that 25 years is a that she was Mechelis, over here we have a in the opposite direction. In the Shita, he says another Hezbert. He says that over here we actually don't have any hechacha whatsoever that she was mechelis. Because ordinarily the raya that she was mechelis is from the fact that she was quiet and she didn't say anything over the 25 years about her ksuba. In our case, since she's holding on to a shtar, she feels that she doesn't have to say anything. He says she's some chadaita. She relies on the fact that she's holding on to the shtar and therefore she knows that she doesn't have to say anything. There's no reason for it to be moiche. Now, Kiveger in Chedushim, he says that there's an Afgamina between these two reasons. The Afgamina is, what happens if we have Edim, that she lost the Shtar Ksuba after 25 years. So for 25 years, she was holding on to the Ksuba, and she wasn't Moicha, but then she loses the Ksuba. According to Rashi and the Taisus Rid, we still have a Hechacha in the opposite direction, saying that she was not Mechelis, because they learn that the fact that she didn't return the Ksuba at the point when she was Mechel shows us that there really is no Mechila. So over here, the same thing would hold true. Those 25 years do not serve as a Hechacha that she was Mechelis, because during those 25 years, she did not return the Ksuba. However, according to the Shita, that the reason why there's no Hechacha is because she was some Chadaita, she relied on the fact that she's holding on to the Ksuba. Why was she not Moiche? Why didn't she speak up after she lost her Ksuba? It may be true that Kolzman, she was holding on to her ksuba, she was some chadaita. But what about now? After she lost the ksuba, she should have spoken up. Rikvegir actually wonders why Rashi needs to explain that there was a hechacha in the opposite direction from the fact that she didn't give back the shtar ksuba. Why isn't it enough to say, like the shita, that there's simply no hechacha from the fact that she was quiet, that she was mechelis? Since it's possible to explain the Gemara like the shita, what gives us the right to, to extend the Gemara's chiddish further? He does not give an answer. The Gemara brings down a machloikis. Rav Dimi, b'shem Rav Shimon ben Pazi, b'shem Rav Shimon Levi, b'shem Bar Kapara, says that the din of our Mishnah, that after 25 years she's mechel sir ksuba, is only true legabi the ikra ksuba, meaning mana or masayim. Besula uh, gets a masayim in her ksuba, Amana gets a mana, but not legabi the teisefis. If the husband added on to the ikra ksuba other things, those things she gets even if she was not teivas, the ksuba, for 25 years. Rebbe Vos says, B'shem that that is not the case. Even the teisefis, she forfeits. The Gemara brings as a siyua to this that Rebbe Abba said, B'shem Rav Huna, B'shem Rav, the same thing. Like the Shita of Bar Kapara and not like Rabbi Yechanan. On this, Toisfis in Dibar Maschal Amrav Huna asks the following question. 
If Rav is actually of the opinion that although the 25 years causes a forfeiting of the Ikr Ksuba, but the Seisefes of the Ksuba she still gets, why then does Rav say on Omer Aleph that there's a difference Legabi the Mechila between if the Shtar Ksuba is Yotz Metachas Yoda or not? Remember we just said that Rav holds that the Din of our Mishnah that she forfeits her Ksuba after 25 years is only true if she doesn't have a Ksuba in hand. But if she's holding on to the Shtar Ksuba, then she still has the right to collect her Ksuba. Now Toysvis is obviously a assuming, like the sheet of Rashi and the Taisus Rid, not like the sheet of Mekubetzis, that the reason why she still gets her Ksuba when she's holding on to it is because we have a Hechach in the opposite direction. We say that the fact that she didn't return the Ksuba shows that she was not Mechelis. Says Taisus, what's the Raya from the fact that she didn't return the Shtar, that she wasn't Mechelis? There, there's no Raya. Maybe the reason why she didn't return the Shtar is because she wants to still collect the Taisefes the Ksuba. Marsha says that the Kasha doesn't even start because maybe Rav before is talking about where there was no Tesefis Ksuba. However, the Pnei Yeshua is not happy with that approach because he says that it doesn't sound from Rav before like his Chiddush is only true in such a case. Now, of course, if you learn like the Shita Mekubetzis before and not like Rashi and Tesis Rid, then the answer is very simple because we're not using a Hechacha from the fact that she didn't return the Ksuba. That possibly is because she wants to get Tesefis Ksuba. Rather, we say that the Svara is that she's Samcha Daita. The reason why she wasn't Moicha is because she always knows that she has the Ksuba in her hand. Now this is all, of course, only according to our girsa, because the Rif has a different girsa in the Gemara. He has the exact opposite. Our girsa is that which means that even after 25 years, she still has the right to the Tesefes. The Rif's girsa is that What does he mean? The Ran explains that he's going on the Shita that we just mentioned, that when Shtar Yoda, she gets to collect forever. She's not limited to the 25 years. On that, the Gemara is saying now that that unlimited right to collect the Ksuba even beyond the 25 years, is only true Ligabe the Ikr Ksuba, Ligabe Mono Masayim. But the Tesefes, if she wasn't Teivas up until 25 years, she forfeits even when she's holding on to the Ksuba. What's the Hezber in that? Why would I say that the Tesefes, she forfeits even if she's holding on to a Ksuba? Explains the Pnei Yeshua as follows. If we understand that the reason why, when she's holding on to a Shtar Ksuba, she gets to collect forever and she's not limited to the 25 years, is because it is far of Rashi and the Tesis Rid, that if she was actually Mechelis, she would have returned the Ksuba. So from the fact that she didn't return it, that's a Raya that she was not Mechelis. There is a Kasha. Why, though, was she quiet this whole time? Why wasn't she Chayshish that perhaps she'll lose her Ksuba? Says the reason for that is because she is some chadaita. She is comfortable. She assumes that even if she does lose the ksuba, all she has to do is bring Adam that her husband died, and then she's nemenes even without a ksuba to collect. And he's not neman litain parati. He's not neman to say I paid it up. Because the halacha is the kalatayin achar ma'isa bezdin ain't a klum. Ksuba is a ma'isa bezdin. So you're mechuyiv to pay unless you can produce raya that you paid already. But that's all the gabi the ikr ksuba. The teisefes, you cannot collect with ede misa unless you have a shtar ksuba. You have to produce the shtar. So the gabi the teisefes, we're back to the question that why didn't she have the fear this whole time that she'll lose the ksuba. There's a raya from the fact that she didn't return the ksuba, perhaps, that she was not Mechelis. But on the other hand, it's very strange. Why would she stick around this whole time, 25 years, without the fear that maybe she'll lose the ksuba? Must be that she really was Mechelis. So it's only the Gabi the Iker ksuba that we don't have that kasha that we could say that she was not Mechelis. But the Tesefes, as far as says, that she actually was Mechelis. You have been listening to the Shurim of Shas Illuminated. 
Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the DAF worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a DAF or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.